1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: There's a few things uh, that that we've been waiting for that we've been a little bit disappointed in. Um, We've been waiting for Governor Hochul to sign the Grieving Families Act because um, if she signs it, if she signed it, it would have... uh, really made a, a, a big difference as as to how we pled our case. And uh, we're really, really disappointed that she didn't sign the Grieving Families Act because there were people there um, that were not high income people, there were elderly people that uh, some lost their lives almost instantly, retired people, people that were not married. Um, I represent um, the estate of Andre McNeil, he has a three-year-old son. He was not married to the, to the mother uh, of, of that child. And under the law is, is existing, uh, he would get, she would get, the mother of the child, uh, who lived with Andrew Camille, would get absolutely nothing, even though they lived in a common-law relationship. People that were elderly that um, were killed almost instantly, where there wasn't any conscious pain and suffering or medical bills. Um, you know, their families from their estate that, um, you know, had to go through missing, uh, missing a loved one during the holidays and, and going to funerals, seeing uh, their, you know, their loved ones, dismembered bodies at the morgue and, you know, the shock and the terror that they experienced, wondering if it was their loved one that was one of those bodies that were laying um, uh, inside the tops while the, the you know, the uh, law enforcement was conducting a, a, a crime scene investigation. Uh, those, are th- those are things that a jury's never gonna hear and those people um, should be compensated for that. Uh, there's only two states uh, in the United States that don't have a Grieving Families Act and that's New York State and Alabama. And I always thought that we were a lot more sophisticated um and and reasonable when it comes to treating our system our our citizens in Alabama Uh, the other uh thing that 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 we've been waiting for is is that there are uh, over four terabytes of information uh that the defense lawyers in this case all along want to turn over uh to to the lawyers in the civil litigation uh but uh, the federal prosecutors Uh, have obtained a uh, protective order, and they're refusing to give us that very valuable information that would assist us get justice. There are a lot of responsible parties involved in this, besides Gendron. Gendron is gonna spend the rest of his natural life in jail without the possibility of parole, and he can't hurt anyone. But the way social media is designed uh, it's harming people. Social media has algorithms that are designed to keep people addicted to it, to keep people tied up, fixated on it, so that they don't get off it, because the more somebody stays on it, the more money they get from their advertisers. And they, they select uh, uh, things that they believe will keep people busy and occupied, and then they have certain ways where they get people addicted with the likes and with rewards and with friends list and things of that nature. And 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 you know we have a fantastic team of lawyers uh, for the three families that I'm representing and that's the Massey family, the McNeil family, and the Patterson family. Uh, we have Josh Koshkoff who and the Koshkoff law firm who ended up uh, suing Remington in the largest lawsuit uh, involving a gun manufacturer ever in America, $73 million for what happened at Sandy Hooks. And then they went after Alex Jones uh, of Infowars for all the rumors and lies that he spent, uh, that he made up on social media through Infowars. And and for those families, got a jury to award them over a billion dollars. We have the Giffords, Uh, law firm, Gabby Giffords, who was a congresswoman who was shot by a mass shooter and survived, and they're providing us with excellent uh, lawyers that are working on the case and knowledge of of the gun industry. And then we have uh, Matthew Bergman, who's out of Seattle, Washington, who founded the, the Social Media Victims Law Center, and his lawsuit specializes against uh, uh, uh filing lawsuits against social media platforms that were, were that have harmed children uh the, so, there are children who, who who through the the algorithms uh have been molested by uh by predators because the the, the platforms directed uh uh on their friends list uh sociopath child uh, pedophiles uh p- children who um, have gotten addicted to the media and, and, and fed stuff on, and have gotten eating disorders, including, um, you know, bulimia and, and anorexia, and, and teenagers that have committed suicide because of these algorithms directed all of this harmful stuff to them. These social media platforms, when they were designed, have psychiatrists and psychologists that understand the human brain and often how teenagers and young people are vulnerable and they get these dopamine hits and they make a lot of money by putting this dangerous product out in the marketplace. You cannot sue a social media platform based upon content, but you can sue a social media platform based upon manufacturing design, much like there are lawsuits in, uh, against uh, cigarette manufacturers because they didn't have warning signs, and, and people got lung cancer. And design those um, lawsuits made America safer. Uh, lawsuits against drug manufacturers that you know may you know manufactured drugs that cause people to become addicted or die because they were unsafe. Now you know we have safer drugs on the marketplace. There are a lot of extremist groups out there. There are American homegrown um, radical. uh uh uh, islamists that have committed terrorist acts because of the of the internet gendron's lawyers uh said right in open court that he wasn't a racist until he got involved in the internet where did he learn to use the ar-15 as the weapon of choice he 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 learned he learned it he learned it he learned the ar-15 um but from social media he learned to use the body armor from mm-hmm. social media platforms, he he uh, learned about this white, all these white supremacy doctrines and and manifestos and replacement theories and acceleration theories from the internet. He was a homegrown terrorist that was radicalized by the internet. The manufacturing weapon of the gun, that gun should never be used in a citizen, shouldn't be placed in a citizen's hand. Those guns belong. Uh, over in Afghanistan or you know, in, in, in some other foreign war, but not not for for a civilian, an 18-year-old that can gun down and kill a cop. Just the body armor that he wore is body armor that's military grade. That's body armor was even uh, more resistant than the body armor that our police officers uh, have. So there are other responsible people we want. I mean, when you think about some of the people that attacked the Capitol, many of them, were radicalized uh, because of social media platforms. So there are a lot of responsible parties that happened to this. You know, we want to make America safer from mass shootings, and 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 unfortunately, uh, our federal government uh, doesn't seem fit uh, to turn over the information that will aid us, aid the victims in this case uh uh get uh and, and and help keep our community safer uh because uh, of a protective order uh where Jenner's own lawyers had said we want to make sure that this doesn't happen again and 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 we will give the defense lawyers our entire files and yet our, our US attorney Um, refuses to do that so uh, the public needs to know that um, and uh, you know down the road we we intend to to make some noise about that because because we want to make our community safe we want to compensate the victims we want to make sure that all of those parties that are responsible for that mass shooting are held responsible Gendron is no longer a threat he is going to spend the rest of his natural life in jail uh, the governor needs to sign the Grieving Victims Families Act as well, but she hasn't done it. I understand that it, this is an act that was passed by both houses of the legislature. Uh, the taxpayers made it clear through their legislatives that they want this passed, uh, but, but she decided to listen to the special interest groups uh, and, and, not, and not sign the bill.
0: Now, going back to the protective orders, I know that that the DA yesterday mentioned the complicated matters with that in his press conference. You're you're of the feeling that the court systems aren't going to cooperate with the DA's request to have, you know, his name removed and to allow potentially for the protective orders to be able to then, with that material, be able to be handed over to you guys for the civil case, right?
2: Unfortunately, you know, uh, John Flynn, with his good intentions, has his hands tied. Because a lot of the information that was used uh, for the prosecution of gender and in the state court uh, was uh, um, uh, turned over to him by the FBI. And there's a federal protective order that says uh, that that information cannot be shared. We, we, the, the order says that lawyers like, like myself and Terry Connors can go into the federal public defender's office and sit there, not take notes, not um, record anything and look at their computer with two lawyers from the Federal Public Defender's Office to make sure that we're not violating any of those uh, uh, restrictions and, and expect us to look at their computers and go through four terabytes of, of information okay do you know how big a, a terabyte is a terabyte if, if you have take all other materials in the Library of Congress that's one terabyte. There's four terabytes of information that were given to the defense lawyers on thumb drives, and they wanna turn it over to us, but our, but our federal government is telling us no. And, 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 and my clients, the victims that I represent, feel that they're, vic- they're being victimized uh, by uh, people in Washington that are supposed to protect them.
0: So when it ties into the federal case, I know that today was just a status conference in terms mainly of just where he's being housed, but it seems like the March 10th conference that they're set to have is really going to kind of hammer out maybe details on when we might to start see see um, maybe some plans for the conferences whether when it pertains to the possibility of a death penalty. What are you hoping to hear from that March 10th uh, that would then tie to – you and Terry Connor's cases with the civil lawsuits going forward.
2: Well, I, I, all I all I can say is is this is a potential death penalty case, and that decision is going to have to be made by the higher ups in in Washington D.C. and not the local attorneys here. And and the local attorneys here, um, you know, they're they're waiting for their marching orders as to whether or not they're going to seek the death penalty or not. Um, I, I I don't I don't anticipate that by March tenth the government is gonna make a decision. I think that when you, when the government is gonna take someone's life or seek to take someone's life, um, there has to be a a vetting process uh, that includes input from the victims, that includes background of the person that that did the shooting and whatever mitigating evidence that the uh, defense can show, whether it be you know things from a childhood mental illness, uh, a, a child abuse. I you know I really don't know. Uh, that that's the defense lawyer's job, but the defense lawyers are certainly presenting whatever mitigating evidence that they have. Um, because of the fact that Gendron has entered a plea of guilty, uh, without the possibility of parole, is is their biggest card to say, okay, let's let's spare. Uh, this community another trial and uh, an expense. And so, um, you know, that's a big change in circumstances from the last court appearance uh, versus the one that's scheduled uh, uh, in, in, in March.
0: How will this process work for you and for Terry Connors and the rest of your legal team all together when you are able to go forward with following these civil lawsuits?
2: Listen, we... Are working every day on this case. Okay, when 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 the cameras are gone and the publicities are gone, we're meeting with grieving families. You know, we we have sophisticated software that is going through, you know, uh, what we can find ab- about gendering uh, in the internet. Uh, we have uh, letters, preservation of of letters to various corporations, uh, preservation of evidence uh you know we um we are doing we're working on this case every day um, as a team and even though the connor's firm and my firm are different firms we represent different people uh different victims they're victims of this community that we love we're working together for the good of our community and for the good of the victims that we represent our timetable we haven't put a timetable on it the timetable is going to determine you know when we feel like we have enough facts and enough evidence that we're gonna that, that that we're that we're going you know to go into this battle with guns blazing uh you don't go after major corporations you know that are worth billions and billions of dollars and have you know, some of the best law firms that money can buy, uh, you, you don't go into that gunfight with a, with a water pistol, okay? You go into that gunfight blazing, and, and we're making preparations for that big fight that is going to last a long time uh, every day.
0: How long do you expect it and foresee these civil suits to potentially take? Could it be several years? Could it be up to a year, months? I mean, just um, I'm sure you don't have a specific timeline in terms of
2: You know what? You know, Muhammad Ali used to to pick rounds when he was going to knock somebody out, right? The first, second, third round. A lot of those fights went 15 rounds. I can tell you, you know, every fight is different. I, I know the Sandy Hooks case took about 10 years uh from the incident until that case got resolved this one you know i i i i can't tell but we're ready to fight because this is a community that we love we have victims families that are grieving that we care about and however long it takes uh we're up for the fight and we're up for the battle and we're going to win the battle